0: Um, I just want to say a few things, really, um, and thank you so much. I think it's been a really precious service. I loved that song we sang earlier with all the different um, voices. That, wasn't that great? I'm looking forward to, to other other languages and, and learning what it means to walk together as family. It's a precious thing. Um, just says, well, there are a few of these around the place that you're welcome to take away because they're very much for this weekend. They are Matthew's Gospel, um, and with a little bit of explanation there as well. So if, there are just a few around. That's all we've got left from the, the weekend and the week so far. Um, please take them away and use them. Give them to other people because people love um, being involved in those things. And just to say alongside this, there, are, there is craft going on. If people want to make a crown, you would be no surprise about that. We thought of something a little bit different, but we ended up making a crown. So there's information around the place if you want to, uh, uh, and there's... Yeah, there's, there's various crowns and colouring bits and whatever in relation to that. I'm just going to share for a few minutes uh, before we uh, draw to a close and get ready for the big lunch. Um, right, so a new king of the United Kingdom and Commonwealth. Uh, that all happened yesterday. Um, and um, the service began with this person up on the screen. This guy, Samuel Strachan. When he said these incredible words, didn't he? Your Majesty. As children of the kingdom of God, we welcome you in the name of the king of kings. And Charles replied, in his name and after his example, I come not to be served but to serve. It's quite a powerful start and a statement into a culture that many, in many ways just parks God and the idea of service in that way. And as we thought about what sort of king and what defines a king and the things and bits and bobs going on uh, before... We're also thinking here just briefly about what sort of king is uh, Jesus. Now we had all those uh, symbolic things that we were talking about earlier. The throne and the crown and you've got the orb and you've got the scepter and all that sort of stuff. And um, Matthew's gospel is a particular gospel that focuses in on kingship. talks very much about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. That's why it's well worth reading in relation to this whole coronation thing. Because what he's saying is the king is coming. The king is coming, just like that video we saw there. There's that promise that the king is coming, that even though the world is all over the place, the king is on his throne. And he's not, um, you know, dismayed or struggling. He may be dismayed about things that are going on, but he's not thrown by that on his throne. Three symbols, though that remind me, I suppose I thought of, are symbols that maybe show us a little bit about the sort of Jesus, the sort of king that Jesus was. First thing is water. Water comes up a lot in uh, this particular uh, person, in Jesus. Water. Obviously the water in his baptism. When his father looked down and said, I am well pleased with my son. And the Holy Spirit comes on him. There's the water, of course, um, with uh, the the wedding at Cana. He turns all those jars of water into luscious, gorgeous wine right at the end of the wedding. Or at the Last Supper where he poured out the water in a bowl and he washed their feet. And he shows them straight away at the beginning of that, doesn't he? That symbol, really, of why we are here. And it talks in this uh, particular uh, book about this. In the gospel, in Matthew 20, it says this. I've called to be like the son of man. He did not come to be served. Instead, he came to serve others. He gave us like a model of what we are to be. So firstly, water. Secondly, bread. Bread pops up a lot. Firstly, he's tempted. He's told, why don't you have some bread by the devil? And he turns against that and says, no, because my bread is the word of God. I want to do the will of the Father. No, says Jesus. Secondly, there's the Last Supper where he broke bread to represent what he was going to do. Wasn't that a lovely picture there of the the feet? That picture of the feet that bring good news. The feet, the blood of Jesus that was given. And the brokenness of his body that we might be free. He uses that symbol, that illustration. And thirdly, the feeding of the 5,000 when he takes just a little loaf of bread. And he breaks it and gives it to all the people. And they're all fed. Isn't that amazing to know that that Jesus is like a symbol of saying... He takes the small things we have and he expands them and uses them for his glory. We see it here in Matthew 14. Matthew 14. It says, He looked up to heaven as he prayed for that stuff and gave thanks. He broke the loaves into pieces. Then he gave them to the disciples... And disciples gave them to the people. That symbol of saying that the bread, I am the king who gives and gives and gives and gives. However much we might think that the King Charles has had, he's not going to give enough to us. He gives and he gives. The third picture really came to mind was, was of wood. A carpenter, of course. Carpenter's son. He worked on the woods. And he works on it for himself. He gets in a wooden boat and goes on over, doesn't he on? And we read about it in Matthew, and he's on a boat with the disciples, and it's swaying around, and he finds himself asleep. Well, he's asleep, and the disciples are scared, and he gets up and he just calms this down. He touches wood, he touches water, bread, wood, and of course, finally, the cross itself, the cross itself that he carries. He carries that cross, he picks it up, he brings it and he is put on a cross. And of course, at that moment as well, they give him that crown, that crown shoved on his head, that crown that is given, the crown of thorns of wood that is given, that replaces the normal regal crown that we think of with a crown of of thorns. And then he's proclaimed, isn't he? As it says here in Matthew 27, it says, Above him, above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. It's interesting, isn't it? He was a king, and we proclaimed him as king, but he didn't touch any um, gold or velvet or that word that I never come across, ermine. Not vermin, ermine, which is a special um, sort of cloth. He touched water, bread, simple things that all of us connect with. We're never going to touch that stuff on a regular basis at all, are we? But isn't it Jesus just comes totally and utterly like us? King Jesus comes like us. And these are the amazing words that Justin Welby used yesterday, which are mentioned. If you go on a bit, he says this. His throne was a cross. His crown was made of thorns. His regalia were the wounds that pierced his body. One incredibly powerful quote there and statement. And as a YouTube video, which you ought to listen to, says, that's mocking." I do recommend you get it. That's mocking." And he goes through a whole list of mucking. Sorry about that slightly dodgy American accent. but It's like that because it's wonderful because it's someone speaking out the king that we have. That we need to get way more excited about than even an earthly king that is celebrated. And we reaffirm, if you like, today, I believe, as we gather our allegiance to this king. To give our lives afresh to him. There are two kings we talk about. There's the king. One with a throne and a crown and privilege. The other one simply who touches water and bread and wood. And the question I've got to think as we finish really is, what's the difference? I was thinking about this question. What's the difference between the kings? We can talk about things. Yes, one is more simple. One is And it really came to mind right in the middle of the night actually. I got up in the middle of the night and I wrote this down. It says, only one of them can be truly known by me. Only one of them can be truly known by me. That's a good word. Worth it in the middle of the night. How many of you have ever met King Charles? There may be a few here, possibly not. There's one at the back. Sylvia will go and shake hands with you afterwards. Have you washed your hands since? But there's very few of us. We can see them on a screen. We can stand in the streets, can't we? And we might meet them once even. Or twice, some people do. And we might say, well, you know, I know someone who knows, who knows, who knows King Charles. But we don't know him at all, do we? But I tell you, if I was to ask you, how many of you know King Jesus? Isn't that a strange one? You've never seen him? You've never seen him even on TV? But you can say that you know that you know. There's something about it. Isn't it incredible that Jesus, the one who came and who, when he left earth said, I'm going to be with you forever by my Holy Spirit. And here we are over 2,000 years later and we can say we know him. And we know him in, in the most amazing ways. We've invited him in. If you invite him in, if you haven't yet invited King Jesus in, today might be the day where you can know this Jesus for yourself. This Jesus who loves you, who knows you, who longs to be beside you. He's not distant in some regal palace. But he's someone who draws near to every single one of us. Because right at the end, when he left this earth, he said this. He said these words, and this is the translation in this one. Then Jesus came to them. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So you must go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And you can be sure that I am always with you to the very end. I am always with you. King Charles, I'm afraid, however good his PR, however good his ability to get around and shake hands and hold babies and and smile, he cannot be with you, I'm afraid. But the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords says, I can be with you always to the end of the age and beyond. Isn't that a beautiful thing? I think he calls of us three things. And in a moment, we're going to, I'm just asking you to respond to a moment of allegiance. I'm not going to command you. I'm not going to call you. I'm going to invite you. Sorry, that's because everybody got in a real tiswas about the allegiance thing. But let's remind ourselves of these three things. I think we're called to do these three things. Firstly, to be with him. He comes to us and he says, I want to be with you. And he invites us to be with him. So that means from tomorrow morning... Or even in the rest of today, as we gather for lunch, we say, King of Kings, let's spend some time together. He's not just our king and our master. It also says he is our friend. Isn't that an amazing thing? The King of Kings is our friend. So it means that when we sit down with them and spend time with him, he's saying, come, come closer. Come and sit with me. Be with me. When you go into the shops, when you go into your workplace, when you go into school, when you go into your family, I want to be with you. So be with him. Secondly, be like him. He encourages, invites us to model his love. He says, be like me. And he invites us today to be like him. And thirdly, do what he did. He went around healing people. He went around praying for people. He went around speaking truth in love. That is the message that's going to change the world. And we see it, don't we, at the moment. Our politicians, our celebrities, our sportsmen aren't going to do it. But Jesus brings hope. That is hopeful enough that well over half the people put their hands up. Hopefully, more would have put their hands up when they said, I know this Jesus. Do what he did. So I'm going to speak out something in a moment. We're going to get us to stand because we're going to have a final worship song together. And uh, uh, I'm just going to read out a a statement, really. And you can just reply, Amen, as loud as you feel. So this is, if you like, an invitation to say, I freshly show allegiance to the King of Kings. Only do it if you really know that and you really want that. But I invite you to do that. We worship a king who is incredible and he loves us so much. So let's just stand for a moment and then we're going to have our worship together. If I'd had time, I would have put it up on the screen. But I'm going to read it out as slowly as I can. And then we're going to say three times, amen, amen, amen at the end. Okay. Dear Jesus, King of kings. Because you are the risen king, we rest in your sovereign rule. Because your kingdom has dawned, we, your church, can display its beauty. Because your kingdom is not yet fulfilled, our hope is in the world to come. Because our king gave us a commission, we have work to do. Thank you that you have sent your Holy Spirit to be with us and to fill us for this awesome privilege. Amen. 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 Amen.